Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Rare Rat Studios production. We have Malort shots. It is spooky season. <laughs> Evan, Evan doesn't have a shot. Oh, oh Evan has no it. alcohol. I, th- I thought we got this already. I thought it was a prank. <laughs> it's a spooky uh, prank. Is it spooky? But uh, I guess as we do these shots, uh, something we've never done and I thought we could do for this is uh, let's thank all of our lovely patrons and Patreon supporters for uh, helping us uh, get some booze every now and then and keeping the podcast going. So thank you to all of y'all and hopefully you enjoy this uh, spooky Halloween uh, one shot that we are going to do. Cheers, everybody. We're gonna call it a drunk shot. We'll see how drunk we get. No promises. Ooh. Is it coming in hot? Y'all are making me nervous. That's a good bourbon. Oh, it's just delicious. And throw up. <laughs> and here we go. On the night, the sky burned red for dozens of miles. The flames told a story of the insane that was consumed in Haverthold Asylum. Deller University has uh, contacted several people, a uh, certain scholars, esteemed people inside of the uh, city have stumbled across the works of Dr. Renald Stethenfield and deemed them ingenious studies, perhaps instrumental and important for furthering the human and what other magical creatures there may be race. But uh, seeking further details of this esteemed doctor's work, uh, they've come across correspondences from the doctor referencing many volumes and journals of a sizable personal library kept at the Asylum of Haverthold. Each of you has been offered a lump sum of 3,000 gold pieces, for no one dares walk there, step there, for the haunts in the night sky that you can hear, the lights that can sometimes be seen from miles away across the water. But uh, scholars, doctors, they're looking for anyone to return with a sampling of Dr. Stethenfield's works and personal journals. And fortunately you four, whatever you do in the world, as we will meet you all, uh, decided to step up to the plate and decided uh, to embark on this wonderful journey to uh, off to the coast to the uh, Haverthold Asylum. And uh, I think right now we'll have you all walking through the... Uh, just sort of a day's travel through a lonely stretch of well-traveled coastal road together, trying to meet each other. And you can, st- we'll just start with uh, Mr. Evan. Excellent. Uh, my name is Dr. Del Ambre. I am a human. I have slicked back dark hair that is slicked back with some pomade. I have a thin pencil mustache. You're Peter Laurie, I get it. 
Peter Lorre. Who's Peter Lorre? You know, you're Peter Lorre. Is who you are. He's, he's ba- Ren based off. Ren is based off of him from Ren and Ren Stimpy. Stimpy. Oh man. Yeah. I had kind of a uh, Maltese Falcon. Oh yeah. Uh, and I have a uh, a long uh, white uh, like doctor scientist coat on, and then underneath that a button-up shirt with a very uh, thin tie and some uh, dark slacks on. And uh, I am uh, Dr. Del Ombre. Would Dr. Del Ombre have researched this asylum before embarking on it? Absolutely. This? You can roll a D10 real quick. Beauty. Evan, here's a picture of Pierre Delore. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, to me, in my mind, I was thinking Vincent Price a little oh, bit. Oh, sure, yeah. But yeah. not at the voice. Same but, kind but of the world. Same kind of look, yeah. yes, absolutely. Love it. Uh, seven. Seven on the D10. Uh, you know that you found in your research that a certain Mark Stethenfield married one of his own cured patients, Lena Deshay. The son. Who knows? You just found this in information. Uh, and you also found rumors, uh, whisper of cruel experiments in the asylum's final days. What's her last name? Lena Deshay. Deshay. Uh, after that, we'll go to uh, Jesse. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I am a man walking with uh, polished black shoes, navy blue pants with a black stripe up the side, a navy blue top with gold buttons, and a hat that is definitely a police hat. And he has his badge for the city glowing brightly on his chest. Has a revolver to his side, as well as a blackjack and a billy club. This is Officer Butts McKenzie. Perfect. Uh, do you do you think Butts would have looked up some files? Absolutely not. He's just going for it. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we have Joel. Yeah, um, walking alongside or traveling alongside. Are we in like a car or something like that? Jalopy, maybe. You actually have to walk up because this is like a oh, yeah. tore down cobblestone path. So you, walk- you drove as far as you could, then sure. you have to start. So walking foot. alongside uh, the doctor and the uh, uh, police officer is a woman in her uh, probably like mid 40s or so. Um, she's got blonde hair, made up very, very well with the classic white nurse outfit and the classic. Uh, Nurse, I struggle to call it a hat, but like headpiece with the classic red cross. I think it's a hat. Right? Yeah, um, and she's just kind of like strapped up with supplies, like in her coat. You can just see she's got a lot of different kind of medical supplies, and her name is Nurse Angela Crabtree. And then we have uh, Kratzmeyer playing with us as well. Rounding off the group is a short, young adult, probably in his mid to late teens. He'd be cute if not for his pimply face. He's wearing, he's bespectacled with some uh, dark uh, outlined black glasses and some kind of leave it to beaver blonde hair combed over this side and some ankle pants, a little corduroy, a little knife on his uh, side and his name is uh, Royal Bethlehem. Okay, so you all are traveling together. Uh, Should we say our classes that we decided or not? I don't know if uh, that matters. Okay. uh, Yeah, we're we're playing classes, but I've tried to tell everyone to switch them and stylize them into uh, the sort of 1920s style. So whatever magical effects they will be using will be turned into other 
things we will see. Uh, but so from this main road, you started walking up a cobblestone path, mostly overgrown and nearly hidden by time. You hear uh, winds sort of coming through the tree and splashing from the coast, just way off in the distance. Eventually the splashing starts to get louder and uh, you sort of wind your way up towards what must be this hospital grounds. And after traveling through sparse woods, for nearly a quarter mile of the path comes to a raised peninsula surrounded by sheer cliffs. You see an eight foot tall, ivy covered stone wall that guards this arm of land. There's just a broken, rusted iron gate, slowly swinging. You can hear it creaking. The top of the twisted metal forms the word Haverthold, as you just see this rusty gate creaking in the wind. Well, geez, boys, looks like we found the spot. <clears throat> yes, I believe this is precisely it. Would you like to go first, my friend? Ladies first, I guess. And uh, Nurse Angela Crabtree will walk through the gate. Yeah. As you walk, you see the top of the gate, flaking metal, bent and warped to form the single word. You see this overgrown stone wall as you pass between it. There are all sorts of vines clinging to everything and this half-hidden cobblestone path that leads up to this sort of decrepit barrier. You see row upon row of leafless, ghostly white trees that break from the weedy earth. Forming grim orchard, each plant is gnarled and bare. It looks as though hundreds of giant skeletal hands are tearing from the gray dirt to claw at the uncaring sky. Royal's just gonna pull out like a little notebook and pencil to write with as he approaches and can he just keep an eye on the path as they lead up, like the ground, see if anything's off color. He's very, you know, keeping an eye out for detail. Absolutely, as you're walking, you see sort of these apple trees that have come splintered onto the ground, uh, sort of, and they seem to be scorched. You notice all these trees seem to be on fire. As you start looking on the ground, you just see marks of what must have been a great fire. And you look off into the distance and this sort of tall structure itself looks to be stainless, but you can see the mark of black flames along its sides. Crazy. Can Royal get a rumor check too? He definitely would have looked into this place. Absolutely. A D10? Yes. Uh, nine. One second. Uh, you know that Lena Deshay had committed suicide before, and you just find the word riot. Riot? Yes. I will uh, click on my flashlight, my reskinned uh, bullet, uh, bullseye lantern. Mm-hmm. And I'll just scan scan the area, keep an eye for anything moving, looking for perps. <laughs> uh, as you're looking around with your flashlight, you see all of the vines. You sort of follow them. You see the scorched earth. You see there's, they're sort of surrounding one particular circular object. And as you look at it, it's sort of a weed-choked fountain, as if weeds and everything have grown all up around this. Uh, as far as on the ground, you don't see anything except just burnt, broken branches and things like that. But you find this fountain and uh, 
just behind you see the dark holes or dark halls of this asylum. You see uh, these dead vines that cover blackened stone walls. Uh, you see dozens of shattered panes as you sort of look around. You can see just windows have been fallen out. They're shattered everywhere. Uh, you see towering higher as you look around, you see a belfry. And as the wind sort of blows and you hear the sort of soft turn of the ocean and the sea, you see it almost seems to be swaying itself in the wind. Uh, but you see uh, some doors up there, but you notice uh, there seems to be something with your flashlight. You see some yellow shape close to the fountain that sort of sticks out in your flashlight. I'll approach it slowly, hand on my my gun and holding out my flashlight and approach it slowly. You approach it slowly, you start walking up, it's sort of a curved circular shape, almost like a ball. I'll pick it up. As you grab it, it sort of feels sort of uh, hard and scratchy and you realize as you grab onto it, you see little marks on it, little almost cuts as if things have fused together and as you start turning around, you know that this is a human skull. And as you hold it and you look at it, you start to hear almost a coming from inside of this skull. Hey there, boy, come here. Yeah, 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 officer. Hold on, this will you? It's evidence. Of course, feels good having the law around. And as as you grab it, you can hear almost like noises coming from this skull. Just give a quick ah! drop it. Drop it. Pick it up. Sorry. I'm not scared. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get inside. I'm not scared. Yeah. And just further along as you sort of shine your light around, you can see, just see just a patch of land that must have been just sort of a garden sitting there I'll off uh, to the side. Inspect the skull closer. Look on the inside of it. See if the markings are. Just look at it for details. Just a, a dead skull, but holding it, you can hear just... Shudder. Hairs on the back of my neck stand up and I'll put it in my bag. And then while you're looking with your flashlight, sort of scanning this area, you notice all of a sudden through this vegetation drifts a young spectral woman, her hair flowing backwards. She's wearing a simple white uniform. Her long, dark hair drifts freely behind her as if almost becoming a part of the wind. She seems to be tending to the dead plants, watering them, clipping. But you notice that her sort of dealing with these plants don't do anything to them. They don't have any effect. Uh, But she seems to be at quiet peace as she is tending to this sort of garden. But can she see us? I don't know, kid. Ma'am, would you mind if we could ask you a few questions? She sort of looks at you, and as she looks at you, she slowly starts to fade away. And then, all of a sudden, in a new position, lying sprawled and motionless upon the ground, broken and still amid the weeds, you see the figure lying where she was. And then, like smoke blown out from a candle, wisp away. Doc, did you catch that? Yes, uh, fabulous. The paranormal uh, activity here is quite exquisite. It is 
well worth the journey here. There's, there's been other studies in other places that had stuff like this going on, but this one seems to be more of the... I don't know. People are more afraid of this one. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. Yes, my dear. It is truly the nucleus of this town's apparitional energy. The Angela Crabtree's cost, uh, outfit, nurse uniform, matches uh, the Spectre's nurse no. uniform? Mm-mm. It looked probably looked more like a patient's uniform, right? Yes. Have you, have you worked in places like this before, Angela? Yeah, I started out in the St. Asylum back when I was younger. But now I work, you know, more with uh, the urgent care. Let's hope we don't need it tonight. I like using the needles. Oh, okay. Hey, if anything happens to you boys, I got you, okay? Now, we're not going to find any journals out here, are we? No, 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 you're right, you're right. We should get inside. That's what we came for, right? Rolling. I want that gold. An investigation check with your flashlight. All right. 17. You notice the spot where she was. You can almost notice bones interlaced into these vines and roots. Uh, sort of this dead vegetation. But you, all of a sudden your flashlight picks up just a single shine a flicker of something. Something sparkles back amidst that sort of pile of rubble sucked into the weeds. Doc, nurse, you want to look at these bones? And There's something in here. What did you capture, my doctor friend? I mean, my uh, police friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll bring them up to the to the, bo- the interlaced bones with the things, and I'll pull whatever is in the ground out. You find this weathered skeleton of somebody terrible white clothes sort of become just decayed and parted with time but you find a tarnished gold locket and you look at it within there's a tiny image of a spectacled young man with dark eyes and a faint grin he has meticulously combed hair an inscription writes to my beloved ms this this appears to be a locket of Mark Stathfield. He's tied into this mess. I, has anyone else recognized that name? Who's Mark? I only know Renal. I believe I, it is the son of Renal. Jeez. Oh, uh. Are they outside of the building at this point? You're all outside the Can building, yeah. Royal, look at the body and then look up. Does it. Is the building of a height where you could jump lethally from? Yes, even there's a bell bell fry at the top that seems to sway. I I don't know of any MS, but I I did read about somebody who committed suicide here. The name was Lena Deshay. I am aware of Lena. She she was married to Mark. (laughs) Well, bingo, mystery solved. Right. Fine then, young lad. Let's hope I stay that way. Here, our son, put this away. Okay. Well, I'll uh, grab it and try to take out the picture, look behind it, just really give it a good. I'm gonna be big on the eye for detail. That's great. Okay. No, nothing That's... in there though. Okay, cool. And then I'll put it back in and keep it uh, inside of the skull. Well, we're here to find some books, right? Notes. 
Well, real quickly, I want to see if that skull that you all had. Hey, can I check out that skull you picked yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, if it yeah. matches the the bones. It does not. Go. Well, just a different dead decaying body. And if the bones have any sign of either like blunt trauma from a high.